everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. And this tune is called Wonderful. So I thought it would be a good tune to start off my Wonderful Women Wednesday. Sit back as we celebrate a wonderful woman. Here we go. And enjoy the episode. There have always been women creating change. Bold leaders who weren't always welcome. It's been difficult for us to be heard. I am aware of all the women who are still in silence. From our beginning, Vital Voices recognized the need for women leaders to be heard, from community meetings to the highest seats of power. For more than two decades, we've searched the world for those leaders. We've partnered with 18,000 of them to build the skills and networks they need to soar. We've learned women lead differently, using their power to empower others, not themselves. And that difference is precisely what is needed now, more than ever. The world faces extraordinary challenge, but there are women leaders who walk among us with bold and innovative solutions, waiting for their moment. Now is the time to stand up. Be fearless in the face of those who say you can't. Be daring and unconventional because you can. Take a bold step to create the world you want to live in. At Vital Voices, we celebrate women leaders who dare to challenge the status quo. Together, we will solve the world's greatest challenges with bold ideas and bold action. Join us. I wanted to copy um, that audio, which I just found under Now This Next, which presents Yes, We Did. And as you know, on Monday of this week, uh, October 25th, Oprah had a special called Yes, We Did, The Vital Voices of 2021. So on this wonderful Women Wednesday, I just want to celebrate women, period. You know, a lot's going on, and we're going to open up this wonderful Women Wednesday talking about women, what we've done, what we need to do, and unfortunately, I'm going to have some politics in this uh, episode as well, because in some states, this is an election year, and we still have to remember what changes we can make as women you guys to check out this um, episode of a uh, show here in Atlanta that Kristen Crawley did. It was probably a couple months ago, but I want to open up the episode talking about guardrails in many states, but specifically in the state of Georgia. Steve Eimers can't remember exactly what he said. He didn't know that conversation. This is our driveway. Would be 
their last. We never saw her again. At 17 years old, his daughter Hannah was killed in a crash just across the Georgia border in Tennessee. What a guy grow going through a tire will do to a body. Suddenly, Steve says a device meant to guard against danger betrayed his daughter. This product is inherently defective and deadly. A wrongful death lawsuit alleges Hannah crashed into an X-Lite guardrail, which then failed to telescope like it's designed to do. Instead, attorneys say it pierced through the car, through Hannah, and the suit argues <coughs> it wasn't the first time the X-Lite failed. It cuts people in half, it decapitates them. It disembowels them, disarticulates them, and you are literally left to pick up the pieces. We contacted every state's Department of Transportation across the country. 29, including Georgia, said the X-Lite was installed on their roads at some point. Less than a year after Hannah's death, Tennessee began removing them from its highways. It sent out this letter to the Federal Highway Administration saying the state believes the product does not provide adequate protection of motorists based on crashes where the rail penetrated a vehicle cabin. 17 other states followed Tennessee's lead in removing them. Georgia did not, and as many as 300 X-Lite guardrails are still on its roads today. It's just wildly reckless. I cannot understand why they would leave a product on the roadside that they have identified as not performing. The Georgia Department of Transportation declined to comment on camera about why it will not remove the guardrails from Georgia roads. GDOT confirms 300 X-Lights were sold to contractors in the state. But when we asked where those guardrails were installed, a spokesperson gave us nine known locations. Tracking down the rest, it said, would cost us how much? $97,000. That's because GDOT doesn't know where all the X-Lite guardrails are. It doesn't keep track. They said they don't have a map of where they're located. Is that a problem? Um, I think that's a big problem. It's, you know, potentially 300 pieces of, of rail that are waiting to here's a, here's a firewall and go into a vehicle. And that's too many. Leslie Kroger is an attorney who says her firm filed four lawsuits involving five deaths tied to X-Lite guardrails, including the death of Hannah Imers. Do you think it's fair to say it's only a matter of time before somebody hits one of these guardrails and gets injured or killed by them like your clients have? Um, unfortunately, that is a very real possibility. That possibility could have become a reality for whoever hit this X-Lite guardrail off I-75 in Henry County. We got a copy of a letter sent in 2017. The Federal Highway Administration Georgia Division says the impact on this guardrail was minimal. But had it been more significant, it could have speared the vehicle. We had just not seen that type of failure mode in guardrail in a couple of decades. While Georgia DOT won't talk to us, Tennessee's DOT did. Interstate type of high speed, you know, impacts is where we were seeing problems with them, where the speed limit was posted at 45 miles an hour. Is where we saw that we, we felt that there was a risk out there 
And our investigation found multiple X-like guardrails on busy highways where the speed limit is 65. On I-75, we found at least four in Henry County and at least two in Gordon County. While Georgia won't remove them, it's also no longer installing them. No state is. And not just because of these crashes. The X-Lite no longer meets safety standards to be on roads. If a product is on the roadway and the safety standard has been risen, why is it still there? Because there's enough evidence, in your opinion, that these should be taken off the roads. Um, I will say I would, I would not want to drive next to one. Making sure people aren't driving next to one is Steve's mission. But he says he keeps hitting roadblocks trying to get Georgia DOT to remove the X-Lite. I want to be able to say when I get a call from somebody in Georgia, I did everything in my power to stop and prevent the happen to your loved one. And I'm sorry. They didn't listen. They will eventually. The maker of X-Lite, Lindsay Corporation, stands by the safety of the guardrails. It says the Federal Highway Administration found no evidence the guardrails were unsafe and added multiple states have had no negative experiences with the X-Lite. I'm going to tell you something. That was Kristen Crawley on a show in Georgia called The Reveal. But you have to remember what she was saying. She said that these initially were in various states, although many of them are no longer um, having these guardrails, Georgia does. So for Georgia, I want the Georgia drivers to keep in mind that you have to drive almost on the interstate to go anywhere unless you're going next door, literally. That's the one thing we joke about in Georgia. You need to have a car because you need to be on the interstate. And all these guardrails are all over the state of Georgia. So, for me personally, knowing that, I must try to stay in the center lanes. Because if you got guardrails that's supposed to protect you, in case you run into them or your car loses control, I personally thought they were to just stop you so that you wouldn't go over a cliff. And ironically, I was in an accident where... I'm, I'm, you know, I hope I can find the picture because I want to post it. The guardrail actually saved me from going over a cliff. The back of my car got caught in the guardrail. And I was really, like, thankful for the guardrail. But to find out that if it had been the, probably the front of my car, there's a possibility that it would have cut me in half. I'm a little nervous about that. So, I just want you guys to be careful on the interstates and in the state of Georgia specifically. Uh, just listen to this report from the reveal that Kristen Crawley just did, which is what you just heard. And you be the judge. But I'm glad I just happened to be flipping through the channels and watching local news, which, you know, with cable and so many channels, I don't watch local news as much as I used to. And I'm so glad I did because they were talking about the state of Georgia in which I live in. And I just want all the listeners to just be aware of all the interstates and the guardrails now. And I'm glad a lot of the states are trying to use better protection. But just pay attention to um, the roads.
boats on the interstate now because everything we're thinking is for our safety is actually not necessarily even though the intent i'm guessing i'm going to say positively the intent is to save us so just just check out the interstates when you're driving down the guardrails Although I'm not going to talk about anything specific for uh, women as far as what we need to do. But what I will say is we shown in 2020 how powerful we are. We showed um, before 2020 how powerful we were, not just with Me Too movements, not just with uh, women's marches, but we definitely showed how powerful we are at the voting boxes. And as I mentioned, I am going to mention um, politics in this because a Christian woman revealing something that a lot of people in different states, but especially Georgia, did not know. And, you know, with Georgia, you need to get on the interstate to almost go everywhere. And one of the things that I was really shocked that she was reporting about was the unsafety of our guardrails on the interstate by a company called X-Lite Guardrail. Now, they were saying that they were very, very um, unhealthy. And you'll hear in the interview a specific issue that happened. And as a matter of fact, those exact guardrails no longer meet safety standards. And those that were installed in Georgia are still there. Now, I will say in their defense, they're not adding new ones. But unfortunately, though... Georgia has over um, 97,000, I mean, has thousands or hundreds of uh, guardrails all around the state, and they don't keep track of it, according to the Reveal Show. When they asked Georgia Department of Transportation about them, they were mentioning that they don't keep track of them, so they don't know how many they have. And if they wanted to get that number, it would cost them $97,000. So... I just think it's really interesting because the state of Tennessee and 17 other states found out about these guardrails that are on these interstates, and they have decided to um, not keep them. But Georgia has decided to keep them. And these are the type of things, women, we need to really pay attention to. Now, the reason why I wanted to play this with this wonderful Women Wednesday, as I mentioned, I'm going to tie all three of these episodes of this weekend into voting and just remembering our rights. So today, women, I want you guys to really start thinking about all this infrastructure talk that's in Congress because things like this, the roads, transportation, guardrails, these are part of infrastructure. Everybody only thinks of the concrete on the roads, but anything that's regarding our our safety and on the roads, including guardrails, is definitely part of infrastructure. So I want people, when they go out and vote, if they have not already early voted, think about the people locally, because I always have said this, and I will continue to say this, that your local legislature, excuse me, your local legislatures are the ones that affect your, your, your local living, how you live. And I think it's important that we get ourselves used to knowing what's going on locally. So as you go out to vote this November or early vote, think about what the people are saying. And if you haven't had a chance to see the candidates and go um, on their pages to see what they're talking about, you know, you can always do a quick Google just to kind of see if they're incumbents, whether they voted for and against. 
And if they're new, what they're saying they're going to do, because infrastructure is part of this big bill that they're fighting about over in D.C. But we got to talk about the local infrastructure and the fact that the state of Georgia specifically, since I live here, I want to talk about them, that the Georgia Department of uh, Transportation doesn't keep track of certain things, something that's vital. And um, that's very concerning. So what I want these you women to do is let's once again, or as we back in the days to say one more again, let's show our power in showing legislature locally and federally that we are paying attention to what they're voting on. We're paying attention to who's incumbents and what they voted against and for in the past so that we can make a intoned decision when we go to the voting ballots. And in the state of Georgia, as you know, I've talked about this previously in a previous episode, we have to really start paying attention because this year voting is going to be different than ever before because of the new state Republican legislative voting laws that have been in effect in Georgia. So you all now, when you're coming to Georgia, if you don't live here and you're visiting, be very cautious of those guardrails because we, I mean, Georgia Department of Transportation couldn't tell us where they're located. So in my mind, I'm guessing all of them are, even though I know they're not, but in my mind they are. And because I mentioned previous earlier, um, I was in a major car accident and I went across three major uh, lanes on Interstate 85 and I wish I could find the picture. Um, my car got caught on the guardrail, which kept me from going over and dying. And so uh, we rely on those guardrails. And the fact that we have guardrails all over the state of Georgia that no longer meet safety standards, we're taking a risk. So these are the type of stories that we need to put out in the community. We need to let people know that we are paying attention and we know that they're not doing what's in our best interest, even though other states like Tennessee and they said 17 other states are changing them. I mean, if the department, according to this report, if the Department of Transportation don't even know where they're located and they don't keep track of them, how can they change them? So that's like the first thing they may want to start doing is keeping track of things that they are putting in the state of Georgia in the city of Atlanta, um, well, let's say the state of Georgia, because it's a Georgia Department of Transportation thing, not a city of Atlanta. But ladies, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, we are so powerful, yet we are still paid less. We are still disregarded. And then when you get into the races, it's even cut in half some more if you're a non-white, um, if you're Asian, Mexican, uh, Hispanic, African-American, uh, just anything that's not white uh, or Caucasian, um, you, you're you're being understood, being heard, being uh, taken serious, kind of is cut in half again. So as one, one thing I love is when women come together as one and with one main goal. It doesn't matter the age, the uh, race, the income the background, we just are powerful. So when I saw Oprah on Monday do her Yes We Did, uh, the Vital Voices of 2021, even though she talked to celebrities and people that are majorly known in their communities for activism and stuff, I am reaching out to the average woman and listening uh, ears that are hearing this podcast 
We have to keep staying forward. We can never go back. This is 2021 and it is October 27th, 2021. We have to fight for everything that we stand for because as you can see within the last couple of years, especially in the United States, women are still taken for granted. They're taken for granted in business. They're taken for granted in relationships. Let's talk about it. You know, we're nurturers, we're forgivers, and not saying men aren't, but we are. And when you listen to every famous person, very few times do you not hear, I want to say thank you to my mother. You know, even if their parents are both together and then they may say their dad, but you always hear mom first. So, you know, women, we are powerful. We are strong. We are wonderful. And we are a force to be reckoned with. We were in 2020. We were in 2016. We will be in not only 2021, but 2022 and 2024. These are major, major election years. And even though I just um, played audio from uh, the, George, the, the show in Georgia talking about the infrastructure, this is just one minor thing. There's so many things happening in all our cities that we are not speaking up for and that we, for some reason, being the, the nurturer of all families, we will somehow be out here fighting for later. So let's try to be proactive. Let's be advocates for change, for women, for pay, for child care. For, I mean, women, we take care of old, young uh, strangers. We take care of everybody in our family and strangers, as I mentioned. So we have to start standing up more and more and let our voices be heard. And we can't back down now because there are just so, so many things that are happening. As we speak, as we listen this very moment, that a lot of people don't want us not only to know about, don't want us to find a solution about. You know, I am in the middle of um, trying to get a mentoring uh, program up and running in my hometown of Pittsburgh, and we just ran into a glitch. But I have some amazing women who have been volunteering to mentor and um, I, I really was like a Satan trying to throw a wrench in this, but we're not. We're going to be women mentors still, and uh, we're just going to reroute the way we're going to do it. And see, these are things women are so good at doing, rerouting, redoing things so that things come out for a better solution. So ladies, all the ladies listening, you are all wonderful women. And this wonderful Women Wednesday, wherever you live, Go ahead and find out what's going on. Find out what you can do. It doesn't have to be major. It doesn't have to be newsworthy. It doesn't have to be caught on social media. If it affects one person, you've already done what you're supposed to do. And mentoring doesn't just mean uh, getting involved with one person. Mentoring can be a community. You know, people are hurting right now and they need us. They need us women. We're nurturers. We're thinkers. Not saying men aren't. So men, if you're listening, don't take anything I'm saying about women as a uh, re referendum of what men are not. I'm only. I'm not a man. I only can talk about what women are. And I just want to celebrate every woman of every race, of every culture, of every age, of every background on this wonderful Women Wednesday. And I just want you to continue to speak up 
talk about it. Look what we talked about on Facebook. We had a whistleblower. It was a woman, Frances Hagen. You know, women are stepping out and they're just being bold and they're doing what they need to do to get the information out there. So I, on this wonderful Women Wednesday, I encourage all you women listening to go out there and make a difference and make sure you do it with your head held high, your proudness, And remember, you know, they always used to say stuff like, oh, you hit like a girl and you are a girl or you're crying like a girl and you are a girl. It's okay. (laughs) You can laugh like a girl, too, while you're sitting in that uh, CEO uh, seat in the boardroom. You can do that, too. So there's just so many things we can do. And I just want to celebrate you. And I think that it would be really appropriate to end this episode with a powering two. How about that? We're going to do two empowering women anthems that I think that you all would appreciate. Girls, we run this mother. Bye.
I know I said I was going to play several songs, but then actually I was thinking of I'm Every Woman and something else. But then when I thought about Beyonce's song I had on my title and my um, Amazon Music playlist of We Won the World, that pretty much is um, what I was saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided I'm going and end this episode with, <coughs> excuse me, Beyonce's <laughs> run the world. Girls run the world. So that's all I have to say. You can follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in Advocacy, capital L is in Ladies. And now you can also follow us on Instagram at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723, or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.